0: Hi everyone, this is Katherine Adams and Elizabeth Wallace, and you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 309. And tonight we're recapping Welcome to Night Bell vale number two oh five, the moon is gone, and that is Pretty much everything you need to know for about 75% of the entire episode, the moon is gone. And Cecil is looking for it, but it almost sounds like he's looking for it, the way you look for your keys. At one point, he was just saying, has anyone seen the moon? I've looked all over for it. And then the other thing he does is apparently where the moon used to be, this kind of like this staticky hole in the sky, and it just makes him feel awful every time he looks at it. Like one time it gave him a nosebleed. It's been giving people seizures, but I feel like everybody's looking at it kind of like the same way when you have like you've chomped on a side of your mouth and you've got like that little sore from chomping on it and you can't stop messing with it. It seems like that kind of thing. And meanwhile the Nightvale Astronomical Society is being no help whatsoever because every time Cecil has tried to call them he gets the um the head of the society saying we didn't do it or I didn't do it and you can't prove that I did. Mm, yeah she's very super defensive but uh, obviously other things are going on in Nightvale. in the news. Olive Garden has announced a buy one, get none special. Yep. <laughs> buy one and they give you absolutely nothing and transactions completely finished yep and they're going to do that until they run out of people they can talk into taking advantage of it and then afterwards they're going to move on to their next special give us money or else Mm -hmm. and that would have been fine except they went on to say that they're going to get a celebrity endorsement from the woman from italy and that meant we had cecil doing that voice thing he does with the rhyming couplets about the woman of italy and that great. And we were both sitting here going, no, I don't like it. Uh, I hate it. Yeah. I really don't nah, like no. it. I'm sorry. It's the one of the few Night things that just doesn't work for me. No. And I'm afraid that this might be setting up for an entire episode with that voice. So great. That's great. Anyway. And I'm not even sure that the woman from Italy is going to be able to help Nightville's Olive Garden because... They're complaining about the fact that the restaurant industry is in a lot of trouble, which means cooking for a bunch of people is really hard, and you have to do it even when you don't feel like it. So that yep. is why they're in a very sour mood, I guess. So I would avoid, oh, yeah. I would avoid Olive Garden in Nightvale, yes. Did you ever read Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential? I didn't. It was it? Oh, did he man. mention that? Well, he goes into a lot of detail about people who start restaurants for all the wrong reasons and exactly why they fail. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Not an easy business, but definitely don't get into it if you're just going to be in a mood. <laughs> we had an editorial on tip etiquette, and it was a lot of it was tip well, you know, just that's that's what you're supposed to do. And he said, but if you're in one of these countries that pays your servers a living wage, like Svitz, the UK, and uh, Narnia, and I'm like, does the UK pay their servers a living wage? I kind of thought maybe they didn't. I think they do. I (sighs) It's so hard to remember because there are some places where they will look at you funny if you tip them, and it's because Ah. they actually pay an hourly wage to their employees, and they're like, why are you giving me extra money? But I don't know. Got it. Apparently Narnia is good about that too. Um, but uh, some of the advice that they give, it was um, you should not tip trees, but you should definitely tip birds. Yeah. And you're not tipping birds. Oh God, how embarrassing. <laughs> also, if you try to tip, you know, with a $20 bill, but it's one of like those fake play $20 bills, the server is entitled to one free murder on you. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds fair. Yeah. Cause I found one of those on the street one time. It looked like a $20 bill you open it up and it said, disappointed? Don't be because God loves you. And it was this whole pamphlet thing. And I was like, ah, now I want to murder somebody. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's not cool. Don't do that. Cecil consulted Carlos about the moon because Carlos is a scientist. Not sure if he's mentioned that before, but Carlos is a scientist. Uh, Carlos was unfortunately no help Yeah, he's been playing Elden Ring, the video game, for like Mm. 22 hours a day. And Cecil's Mm. been trying to talk him into actually going outside and getting some fresh air and maybe looking up at the static-filled hole in the sky to figure out what's going on. And Carlos said that was a great idea, but he's almost about to beat this one boss on Elden Ring. So he just wants to play for a couple more hours. Yeah, yeah, I've... I mean, I don't play any video games, but the Pixelated Geek Twitter account is tertiary to a lot of that. And I've been seeing Elden Ring pop up in our mentions a lot. So this is a very topical reference. So um, Cecil got a call from Kareem and he was going on and on about, you know, it's former intern Kareem what a great intern he had been. Always did his job. Not like other interns who are like, oh, no. Every intern before me has died. I'm going to flee into the desert rather than do the filing. And he's just so upset at the interns that they've had lately. Yeah, because he's just like, but if all of the other interns died, then how do you explain Kareem, who keeps calling me and wanting to know how to get to Nightvale because it doesn't appear on any maps. And in the meantime, he says I've got his family and he wants them back and let me tell you i only have one family and you can't have them unless (laughs) esteban is throwing a temper tantrum in which case you can borrow him but then give him Mm. back when the tantrum's over yeah but all that is moot because cecil looked out the window and there was kareem so he hung up the phone on kareem and went out to talk to kareem and kareem outside you know when he heard about it he was like oh that guy just doesn't get it and they kind of laughed awkwardly and then went on their way and so cecil's like so see Interns don't always die. In fact, there's a chance that there's two of Kareem right now. He's doing great. (laughs) Everything's fine, Carol, so you need Mm. to come back and do your filing. And then this very quiet voice, your internship will find you. Yeah, you got to be really careful about signing up for an internship in Nightmail. I don't understand how they keep getting people doing it. So the sponsorship this week was Jeep. And I'm Mm -hmm. not even sure how to describe the commercial except for the fact that it's like Everything's worse than it was, and even the sunlight feels faded, and it's all dreary, so buy a Jeep, okay? (laughs) That honestly seems like that's kind of the rationale for a lot of advertising lately. It's like, things are awful. Buy this. Is it going to help? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) So we had some health news, and basically it was saying that sleep paralysis sounds very scary, but it's kind of been misleadingly named basically. And then he goes into a description of exactly what sleep paralysis feels like because sleep paralysis doesn't really describe it because you're actually awake. And then he goes into the whole description of lying there and not being able to move. And the air feels really heavy and you can only twitch one finger and you're, you can see the coat that you hung up on the door, but it looks like a man that's hanging up on the door, but you're trying to, remember if it's even likely that there could be a man hanging from the door but it's late at night and you can't move and everything feels possible in the worst way and I love that phrase (laughs) oh god yes and he wraps it up with and see that's all sleep paralysis is not to worry and you're like oh god (laughs) (laughs) I, I haven't had that happen in a long time but good lord no yeah that's yeah it's been and I don't feel like I have it the way other people I mean I've definitely had that I'm awake and I can't move and it takes forever for me to move but some people feel like like there's something on their chest and they hallucinate i've never had that i've always just been like oh fuck i can't move and it hasn't happened for a long time yeah yeah. not fun not fun so cecil looks up again at the sky because he's i guess he's a reporter and he's got to look at it to report on it and he says something like there seems to be something happening, and the static is opening like cheap blinds in a hotel, and something is coming through, and the producer says that they're getting a radio signal coming out of it. And then you hear a voice, and it's a very pleasant young woman's voice saying, this is Radio Jupiter. The Earth looks so lovely today. All those clouds and all different kinds of weather. And then we go to the weather. Well, yeah, nice transition. I like that. And we don't usually get other people introducing the weather, too, so that's always fun. But it was us in the woods by birds of Fay and I enjoyed it yeah I'm going to add this to my favorites I loved it was very quiet close harmony singing um, just mm-hmm. the female vocalist singing with quiet guitar in the background and the poetry we would probably have to consult with Hannah to figure out what the how you describe the meter of this particular mm-hmm. poetry because it's not you know just stacks of equal length lines rhyming with each other and here's an example that I saved when I looked at the lyrics. He shrugs it all off like it's nothing at all and I'm manic, depressive and anxious, not strong or courageous. It's tragic that he chose to carry the weight of my sadness. And the whole song is like that. Yeah, there was the line that I wrote down because I could see that both of us were calling up the lyrics to be like, ooh, i want to write that down. And I wrote down, I'll cry on his shoulder, ask when it gets easier. He doesn't have answers, but he'll lend me a t-shirt. And I'm like, Oh, like that. <laughs> yeah, well, the whole song seemed to be about the singer's kind of a mess and dealing with a lot of crap, and she doesn't understand how her boyfriend can be so perfect, but she's really appreciative of it. Yeah, it's, it was lovely. I really liked it. But we come back from the weather, and you knew who the voice was, right? I can't I can't remember. It was somebody that got sent off to the Time War, wasn't it? That, you're absolutely right. It was Radio Jupiter, episode 174, back in 2020. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we had heard this voice out, and... She didn't know who she was or where she was, but she knew there were a lot of weapons on the ship and she was around Jupiter. And I believe she just dumped all the weapons into Jupiter. And that's kind of what she confirms when she's talking to us over this radio signal. Yeah, she's trying to comfort everybody and tell them, I'm really sorry about the moon. I needed it in order to tunnel through space, but the moon will be back, probably. Mm-hmm. She had said, I was sent into space as a warrior, but I discarded my weapons and became an explorer. And now I'm discarding the exploration and I'm coming back home. And she says she's looking forward to just talking to everybody. Yeah, and it, the what she was talking about, it was another one of those comforting things where she mentions that everybody is always trying to make everything perfect right now just because... Everything's kind of a series of events that never really fully resolve. And that she wishes everyone wouldn't worry so much because she says, there is no perfect state. There is only a series of current states. And I like that. I did too. Yeah. And then she says that she's going to be there soon, and she says, please don't ever take me to your leader. That sounds like a lot of stress. And I went, exactly. Yes. I would not want to go to like a foreign world and immediately talk to the highest person in charge. I'm like, oh, God, no. no. That sounds awful. No, no, no. Well, Cecil is relieved, um, and yet he's still a little disturbed because he's like oh i thought it was going to be this terrible thing i'd work myself up and it's just a visitor from another planet and it's going to be fine the moon's still not there and it's still really uncomfortable to look at (laughs) because things are okay yeah he accidentally looks at it as he's trying to sign off and you can see that he's still kind of reeling from that as he does the final sign off Yeah, no it's not comfortable at all Anyway, that wraps it up for Night Vale. So actually, before we wrap it up, we should talk about the fact that you and Nathan got to see the live show. Yes, we did actually get to go. We've had those tickets. I think I bought those tickets originally like two years ago and they Uh, had to like put it off and then put it off again and then they had to cancel it and give us all our money back and then we could buy them back again. So it has been a while Uh, and it was just, it was such a great experience. I mean, they had, everybody had to present either a negative, covid test or proof of vaccination upon entering the building which always yeah. makes me feel better but they also wanted everybody to mask and when they did the you know the opening announcement and everything they explained that this is because in order to give everybody the full experience of the performance the performers were not masked so they were counting on us to keep them safe and i thought that's very nice and i think that is very in nice. a in a group of night veil vale fans that is probably going to be the best way to sell it it's just you guys- guys can do, be your best selves and protect us yeah I be, especially we're so happy to see them again it's like no we want to wrap you in bubble wrap and make sure nothing ever happens to you so it was a very fun performance um Kate Jones who does the voice of Michelle Nguyen, she was the announcer instead of Meg bashwinner because Meg bashwinner and Joseph Fink recently had a baby and their baby is not vaccinated and it was really funny how um, Kate Jones explained it she said that um, their baby does not have a vaccination package. Ass, and she said, It's really kind of strange that such a progressive couple would have an anti vaxxer in the house. So <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I was seeing the announcements that she was doing, it, and I was hoping that Meg was okay. I don't know why. And it's funny because. Meg actually signed off the episode this time with the, you know, final words or whatever. And she said, do this, do that. Or try to teach a tiny human in your house absolutely everything about everything. And I went, yeah, that is quite a thing to sign on for, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, indeed. And Kate, I think, did a fantastic job. She is extremely sardonic. She talked about the fact that Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner got some flack when they cast someone named Kate Jones to play Michelle Nguyen. As character, she's, right. she's half Vietnamese, but everybody ah. said with her name, Kate Jones, they thought she was full-on American. So she talked a little bit about that. She talked nice. about her mother, who is one of those Vietnamese ladies who has her eyebrows tattooed on. But she says they're, they're not equal, like one of them has a little bit of arch, like she's concerned, and the other has sort of a swoop, like she's, you know, surprised. So she said she looks like she's constantly wondering what's going on, but she's pretty sure it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's kind of mothers all the world over, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it was Cecil Baldwin and Symphony Sanders and Kate Jones. Symphony Sanders plays uh, Tamika Flynn. And the story, I'm not going to give away too much because everybody needs to go out and see it live, but it is basically Cecil and Carlos are building their own home and it's already haunted even before it's done. That doesn't surprise me at all. It's Night Vale. The houses would come pre-haunted. Of course. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so nice. I need to see it too. However, I actually went to WonderCon last weekend, and that was... Man, so weird being at a convention again after two years. Oh, boy. And it didn't look like there was a lack of people. I mean, you got a bunch of cosplay photos, so it must have been pretty packed, right? Yeah, it was. And you had to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test in order to get in. Masks were required inside. I would say masking inside was probably floating around like 97%, 98% because you would see people inside. I mean, it was like that was the rule. When you go indoors, you have to be masked. It was definitely an explicit rule, vaccinated or not. I mean, whatever. But you would see people walk by and they weren't masked. And I'm just like, okay, one, security hasn't chased you down yet. And two, I'm like, there are a lot of people in here. And you know, Concrete is a thing even before the pandemic. So I don't, I could never understand that. But at the same time, my friend Lauren and I We did an interview. There's a show called Undone, which apparently I need to watch. It's made by the same people as BoJack Horseman, but it's not like the BoJack Horseman style of animation. It's completely rotoscoped. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Very interesting. And apparently really deep we interviewed the creator and the writer and then we interviewed three of the cast members these three wonderful ladies they were really funny and the creator and the writer were masked the creator was double masked actually but then the three ladies sat down at the table and seriously they were super super nice but as soon as they were sitting down none of them were masked and they were all like oh do you want us to put our masks on and all of us at the table were like eh, it's fine. I mean, it's just really easy to get really lackadaisical about it. We kept our masks on, but there's this thought. You're just like, I don't know. If we're not all doing it, then why are any of us doing it, you know? And I know that's not helpful because it does still protect you. But after all this time, I mean, it's a struggle. Technically, we should have been like, oh, Oh, yes, if you could, please, that'd be great. But we didn't, none of us did. Yeah, it's, it's getting tougher and tougher. I mean, nobody's masking really in North Carolina anymore. And I'm mm-hmm. not even sure if anyone's recommending masking. I have no idea what the vaccination rate is around here. Um, I haven't... The vac- U.S. vaccine tracker—I um, noticed on Twitter—they've decided that they're only going to do updates when there's an actual change. So, yeah. when was the last time there was a change? I don't. Sometime last week. Oh, oh God. God! I was all for doing it like once a week because then we know when to go back and check and see if there's an update. But now it's just going to be like randomly checking anything now. Anything now? Anything now? But I don't know. Anyway, I, I didn't want to get us off on a, a vaccine comment or masking or everything. WonderCon was very fun. We got a lot of great pictures. We had a great interview. I went to a panel called Make Mine Mecca, which was the history of giant robots in Japanese anime since the 60s. Ooh. So very informative. I'm, I actually went up there to talk to the people who were presenting because I'm like do you guys have a transcript? Because there was no way I was going to get down all of those names. And even if I could, I wouldn't have known how to spell them. And they did send me a transcript. So oh, wow. So I had that up on the site. Yeah, it was really nice. But um, yeah, good experience. Really fun. Nice to see some people that I hadn't seen in person in quite a while and getting to hang out with them. Oh, and I love the cosplay photos. I mean, that Jessica Jones and Matt from Daredevil, spot. On. It was yes. just so perfect. But then there was, I mean, there was, um, Dr. Octavia from, uh, into the Spidey verse. That was yes. really good. That That's boy- my friend, Natasha. That's my friend, Natasha. Really? Oh, she was yes. perfect. I like I yeah. liked that one a lot. Um, I showed Nathan, the one that you sent to me, it was somebody cosplaying as the main character from Midsommar in the full flower oh, costume. Man. And she has a little uh, a little kid in a bear suit next to her. It looks mm-hmm. like a little bear onesie, but they managed to put the big stitches on the front to make it look like they'd gutted a bear and sewn him in. I did. I, I didn't get this, and Nathan didn't get this until I pointed it out because you had to point it out to me that the little bear suit is on fire. It's so <laughs> awesome! <laughs> and she's posing for the photo. The lady in all the flowers and everything, and she's got the little like sad expression. That you know, if you've seen Midsummer, you know what we're talking about. It's so- Spot on and elaborate. <laughs> God, just great. And did you take that video of the person going as Han Solo in Carpenter? Yes. Oh, yes, that was my video. <laughs> it's an inflatable suit. It's just the front of it, but his head and his hands stick out, and he was like waving his hands. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> just so clever. These are things that I don't ever think of. And mm. I thought of something else that we could have done if we had actually thought about it years ago when it was topical. Nathan when he first saw Dr. Octavia costume, he thought it was Osgood or Oswin from Doctor Who? Remember the, um, the scientist uh, woman with a, a scarf? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I suddenly thought you and I could have cosplayed as her, but you know her and the zygon that was pretending to be her because apparently oh. they teamed up for a while. Ugh. but the problem Dang is it. is that it's been years ago. And also when they, when the characters showed up again, one of them had been murdered but they never admitted which one it was, the human or the Zygon. And that episode was so damn boring. Yes. I mean, that was the one with all the soldiers and yes. everything, right? I'm like oh, yeah. watching it. I'm like, I don't know if it's a bad episode, but it's definitely not an episode of Doctor Who. I mean, it was like a military procedural type of thing. I'm like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah, that was the, one of uh, the Twelfth Doctor's episodes that weren't quite so compelling. But, no, yeah. no, that would have been nice, but we're going to have to keep our, our eyes open for other cosplay ideas. I'll finish the Emoji Bot helmets one of these days. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, I just I had my little steampunk mask, and that was fun, and, and which looked really good in the um, the goggles, which mom had asked what they look like with the uh, with them over your eyes. I know, and I had to tell her I was like, I was tired of dealing with the straps. I actually got one of those plastic headband things and I drilled holes in it and attached the goggles to it. I'm like, you can't put it on your eyes. It only goes on your head. <laughs> it was very very genius, I thought, because those things can be well. really friggin' annoying sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see some tweaks I need to do with the steampunk mask, because it's got like, you know, you got the strap that goes over your head, and then there's another strap that goes behind your head, and it's all leather straps. There's no give to those straps at all. So if you've got it on snug, you can't really nod your head or really talk very well because the straps are like digging into your skin. I'm like, got it. There needs to be some elastic in there someplace. Yeah, this is why all the straps on the masks are elastic. You have to have some give and take on that. Yeah, but it was fun. Um, I got some artwork I'll have to show you later from various people. I mean, just walking around on the sales floor specifically the Artist Alley area. There's just so much pretty art and so much of it is cats. (laughs) Now, Brianna from... We first saw her on DeviantArt, the Disney Mm -hmm. artist. I think she was going to be there. Did you see her table? Oh, yeah. I'm almost positive I saw her table. She had these... If I'm thinking of the same person, it was these wonderful sketches on kind of that brown sketch paper, almost like the cardboard woof, And so it's done with like dark lines and a lot of white and everything. And I think it was like every Disney princess and cute character and everything. I'm sure that was her. Oh my goodness. She also did a lovely picture of Loki and Sylvie kissing from the Loki TV series that she posted online that was so cute. Yeah, and I didn't see that. If she had been selling a print of that, I was like, I know who I have to buy this for. But yeah. (laughs) I did want to go ahead and say just a quick shout out. So Jada had been going to go to the convention, but she had to cancel pretty much the last minute because she's just not up for flying right now. She was going to give me the money for the hotel room that she wasn't going to be even staying in. I'm like, let me see if I can find something cheaper. And I did. And it was like a mile and a half away from the convention, but that's okay. And I took the train up all the way from San Diego, got dropped off by the lift, went to check in. And the person checking me in is like, hmm, you're not on the reservation. Let me ask you is your reservation for the Harbor Inn and Suites or is it for Harbor Motel? And I was like, oh crap, it's the Harbor Motel. I'm in the wrong place. And he said, no, no, no it's, it's fine. It's just next door. Just go to the end of the parking lot look to the side. You'll see a sign that says office. And I did. Oh, it's tiny. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> just the name motel should have tipped me off. It is a motel. It is like one story, maybe 30 units tops at the very most, um, my room was very small, didn't have a coffee maker. But you know what? It's fine. It was clean. It did have a little mini fridge for my leftovers in there. Everything worked. It was great. But I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, Mom would hate this. I, just. I'm still amused that Hannah and I didn't really understand at first why you were saying that Mom would hate it. I guess we had never heard her express an opinion about small hotel rooms before. Yeah, I don't even know if that's small. Like, Mom, I, I mentioned this at one point, because Jada stayed at the same hotel that mom and dad had stayed in, but mom hadn't liked it when she stayed there. So I'd mentioned that to mom. I'm like, Oh, yeah, Jade is staying in the one that you stayed at the one that wasn't fancy enough. And mom's just horrified that I said that like that I would think that about her. And I'm like, I felt that was pretty clear, you know. I'm just like it's just the idea she could she could be offended if she wants, but if I showed her that Harbor Motel, she would look at it and she'd be like, "Oh no, we can't stay here." I mean, she would just be like, "It's not safe, it's too not it's too small, it's not doesn't have any amenities." I'm like, "It's fine. I'm coming here to sleep. That's all I need." So, whatever. Anyway. Harbor Motel if you have to get an inexpensive place in Anaheim and don't mind having to take a lift to the convention every day, um (laughs) I was... Recommended. I thought it was kind of nice. It sounds like the front desk staff were nice as well. Oh, the front desk of the Harbor Inn and Suites. The front staff of the Harbor Motel, you talk to them through a plate glass window. So, you know, (laughs) okay. (laughs) They were fine too. It was fine. It was fine. Well, I did have one project I wanted to suggest. I was invited by a friend of mine who had an extra ticket to go to the Alamo Draft House to see Hot Fuzz, which I had never seen before. And now I'm wondering why has it taken me so long to see this right but a, i had also not realized that, that was part of a trilogy with mm-hmm. uh Shaun of the dead and yep. end of the world or yep. Yep. yeah yeah i think the world's end the world's yep. end yes both of which are supposed to be equally as good as hot fuzz so now i think we all need to see all three of them so we can discuss it and i have to get nathan to watch it which i'm still wondering if he's really going to like it because it is so madcap It is, but it's really fun. I would say that Shaun of the Dead is as good, uh, and in some ways, even maybe a smidge better than Hot Fuzz. I enjoyed them both. World's End is definitely good, but it is a different movie and i i don't know yeah go into world's end knowing it's not going to be the same as the other two almost all the same people but you know it's just yeah i definitely recommend shawn of the dead if you haven't seen it it's been years since i've seen either but i had that same experience you did i didn't know what to expect nope. from hot fuzz i think i thought it was going to be like I don't know, Super Troopers or something, like a cop movie or something. And I see it, I'm like, oh my God, it's a British comedy. That's awesome. Yes. I really feel like somebody involved in that like was challenged by someone who said, it isn't possible to make an American style buddy cop action movie in a sleepy little town in the middle of nowhere in England. And they decided, nope, we're going to do this. It's, yeah, no, it's great. It's the Cornetto trilogy, I think they call it. Mm-hmm. I guess a different ice cream flavor. Is featured in each one at some point just to keep that together. But yeah, that's, oh, now I want to watch it again. <laughs> now, does Nathan, I know he's really tired of zombie movies. Would he watch Shaun of the Dead knowing that it's a zombie movie? Maybe he's gotten recommended to see it by a bunch of people. So it yeah. is, it's supposed to be really fun. And, but I don't know if the zombie is like, I don't want to say overwhelming because there's something overwhelming about any zombie movie property now that Walking Dead has been going on for 19 million years. Yeah. No, it's not overwhelming. They do the zombies in a way that you won't expect at first. I mean, just knowing the characters, they take it in that direction. Yeah, if if Nathan is ever going to watch a zombie movie, I think this would be the only one that he would enjoy. Okay. All right. I yeah. will mention that. Yes. yes. But I guess it's going to wrap us up for the week, so make sure to check out com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the photo galleries. Eek. We have all the photo galleries coming to the site. As time of this recording, we've already had one that showed cosplay from Friday. Tomorrow we have the first of several photo galleries we're going to have from Saturday because Lauren was there and... Alex Stahekishan was there, Lauren's friend Roger was there, and I was there, and we were all taking pictures, and so there will be all the photos if you went to WonderCon and you were in costume. There is such a good chance that somebody got your picture, so make sure to check that out because we are in the process right now. As soon as photos go up, the, the cosplayers, they're so good. They, they track us down like, oh, I know who that is, and I know who that is, and we're just tagging people right and left, so if you want credit for your excellent work, make sure to go to PixladyGeek.com. All that and more, including the interview with the Undone folks, which I think is going to turn out really nicely. Cool. So next week, we won't have a Night Vale episode. We did get the final issue of The Magic Order. I do not recommend it. It is not the same as the first arc. If you ever have seen The Magic Order, which was by Mark Millar, um you know, it was amazing, it was weird, it was fun, and then this one came out, and the art is beautiful because Stuart Immonen took over the art for this one. It's really gorgeous. But I feel like it's, uh, I would not be surprised if I found it at some point that Mark Millar didn't write it, that he got a, a stand-in ghostwriter or something because it's just, dialogue's stilted, and the plot is just like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, nothing nearly as clever as the first. Sorry. Aww. Well, when are we getting the next issue of Saga? Uh. Ah, uh, according to the internet, it's April 27th, so ah. we've got a ways to go. Yep. But I'm sure we will find something to talk about in the nerd world, so, one way or the other, we will talk to everybody in one week. Talk to you later. <sighs> The way Kate Jones said oh god damn it, let me I'm jumping back and forth. Okay, let me try this again. Um let me try that again. God damn it, too many tabs.